Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And today we're going to talk about a movie called The Worst Person in the World. And this is a spoiler review. So if you haven't seen this film and you don't want to know what happens, um, you might want to listen to this after you've seen the movie. Um, but Matt's going to tell us a little bit what the movie's about. Yeah, and first things first, I'll probably mangle the name of the director, so please forgive me, but it's Joachim Trier. Uh, he is a Norwegian film director. He's uh, directed uh, things like Oslo, August 31st, and uh, and now The Worst Person in the World. Um, this is about a woman named Julie, and she uh, is... Uh, approaching 30. In fact, she turns 30 during the movie. Uh, this is sort of a, we drop in on a few years in her life where she's kind of going through an existential crisis and not sure what she wants to do with herself. And part of this is career-based. Uh, you know, what does she want to, to do with her life? Uh, part of it is also romance-based. You know, she's not sure who she wants to be with, who she feels most comfortable with. A bulk of this movie is about her relationship with Axel, who is played wonderfully by Anders Danielson Lee. And yeah, it, it, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's, I will say, this is told in 12 chapters, plus a, a prologue and an epilogue. It's a movie about Julie, warts and all. Um, <laughs> what did you think of it? So, yeah, so this is, you know, it's a movie about a young woman who's trying to kind of find herself and make the way through the world. And so in terms of, you know, not only her love life, but also her career, she goes through different kind of iterations as to, you know, what she's going to study and what she wants to be. Um, and then also, you know, just like her personal style changes, her hair color changes with almost every chapter. Um, so, you know, it's a woman, you know, becoming. And it's, it's interesting it's a little, I think it's really well made and really well acted. I was a little annoyed by it. Um, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I found some of her decisions and some of her choices to be so wrongheaded. And, but that's kind of the point of the movie. I was kind of struggling at the end of this film to like formulate an opinion because I was annoyed. But then I kind of realized, okay, maybe that's kind of the point because you know, it's trying to just show real life and, uh, you know, a few years in this woman, her experience and her decisions. And um, and we make bad decisions sometimes. And that's what this movie was trying to show us. And and it did it in a very, very um, uh, artful way. But at the same time, I was just annoyed. So I have mixed feelings. Um, I agree. I think uh, the the acting is fantastic, and particularly um, uh, you mentioned Anders Danielson Lee. Uh, he was to me the the strong point and the best part of this film, and the relationship that kind of central relationship that he has um, with her is um, pretty great. Um, I was really I was really moved by that. But so uh, those are my initial thoughts. What what did you think of it? Yeah, so I'll, there's, I'm not a huge fan of this movie, um, and I think that puts me in the minority, because I'll just go ahead and say right now, the Rotten Tomato Meter score is a 96% certified fresh from critics and a 87% from audiences. So you know, this is a pretty well-received movie. Um, 
I have issues with it. I'll, I'll get to those later. I'll, I'll say first what I liked. Um, it's a good looking movie. Um, some of the some of the shots are, are and, and and the photography is really interesting and very kind of creative here. So props to the director and also uh, to the cinematographer Casper Tuxen uh, for that. I think the the actress who plays Julie uh, Renate Aranzve is really good. She's fine in this role. I mentioned before, Anders Danielson Lee, who I had never really known of before or paid attention to before until November when we saw Bergman Island and we did an episode about that. Uh, I liked him in that. Um, I like him here. Um, and then there's other, other actors and uh, that put in good performances as well. So it's, it's good. Um, there are some scenes, it's like moments in this movie that work for me. Like, uh, and I when I say moments, I mean moments. Sometimes I don't even mean full scenes or, or interludes. But um, there's a part where, and this is while she's in the relationship with Axel. There's a part where she goes out. To, he's at some kind of, um, they're at a party, but it's all about him. And so she's feeling, I don't know, she's she's not the center of attention. <laughs> so she leaves. And on her way home, she stops. She just basically crashes a party. And it's, it's younger people, um, people her age, maybe even a little younger. And uh, she meets up with a guy there whose character is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, Evend, played by Herbert uh, Nordrum. And it should be mentioned, he's like her age. Uh, Axel, who she's with, is like 15 years older. Um, so she, I don't know, it kind of connects with this guy, the Herbert Nordrum character, and they kind of go off and he's got, um, he's, he's dating a woman. So they're both partnered and they talk about how they don't, they don't want to cheat. And I guess technically they don't cheat, but they get fairly intimate, um, and intimate, you know, doesn't always mean sexual, but they get fairly intimate that evening and, some of it worked for me and some of it didn't. Like there was a part where they smelled each other's like armpits. And I mean, I turned to you in the theater and I'm like, is this some European crap or what is going on here? Um, no, that wasn't, I wasn't down for that. But then in the next bit, like they are, like, I know this sounds weird, but it works in the movie that they are blowing cigarette smoke into each other's mouths and like sucking it in. I don't know. I loved that part. I don't know. There's some weirdly intimate stuff going on there. And I really like that. And then they leave. They, they, they part company. It's almost daybreak, I think. And, and the way that they part company, I like, I, I just love that. You know, I just, I just love the way that that works. There's also a scene where it's morning. She goes into the kitchen. Axel like offers to pour her some like orange juice or something. And, and she f- hits a light switch in the kitchen and he freezes. And in fact, the whole world freezes. And she runs out of the apartment, through the streets, into this coffee shop where even is at. I guess, again, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Uh, the guy that she met at the party. And she runs to him and he's not frozen. He's still working at the coffee shop. And then they spend like that whole day together. And um, the night and then in the morning they part company and she goes back the next morning. And, and Axel's still frozen. And she flicks the light switch and everything goes back to normal. Um, that, that was a really interesting sequence. So I liked, I like that. 
Yeah, well, you just mentioned probably my two favorite um, moments in the film. There, there are scenes in this movie that I will never forget, and that has to mean something, right? One of them is, and I, and I'm including the entire party crashing scene, even the armpits, even the armpits, <laughs> even even the watching each other urinate. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so. That whole that whole thing, as unsettling as some of it was, I have never seen anything quite so interesting as that scene, and I will never forget it. <laughs> I thought it was really, really great. Um, and then the other scene you mentioned, where everyone freezes and she runs to see him, that that was um, pretty remarkable too. There's also there's a third scene I'll, I'll never forget, and this is when um, they decide to take mushrooms and she has all these um, hallucinations and it becomes very surreal and strange. And I thought that was a pretty, pretty wonderful moment um, cinematically. Um, So those are three kind of big scenes in the film that I will, you know, always remember. And I think it, you know, as an achievement in Senate, in filmmaking, um, those are pretty great. And, but the whole movie as a whole, um, is, is well acted. It's funny in parts. It's very tragic in parts. It's very sad in parts. I mean, it's like life. Um, and I think, you know, that's the point of this movie is to give this little slice of life. There's not, you know, a whole lot that happens in terms of plot other than entering and entering out of relationships and, um, but I, uh, I thought it, it did all of that very well. Again, the only issue I have is that I was annoyed by our main character. And, I mean, that is a problem, I guess. But, yeah, I struggle with it because at the same time, I feel like, like I said before, that's kind of a point that the, the movie is making, that, you know, in this journey through life, we can be maybe not the best person sometimes. And... That's just part of being alive. That's just part of being alive and being human. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, well, so <laughs> so the things I didn't like about this movie, for one, right out of the gate, there's narration, and I'm not. I'm, I've been on record before. I'm not a huge fan of narration in films. Um, sometimes it's okay, uh, like you know, in film law, the you know that was you know fairly big on narration and there's uh, the new Batman movie has a bit of narration, which is okay. at the. I don't know if it's even necessary at the beginning, but it's okay at the beginning. It's totally not necessary and ham fisted at the end of that movie, but we're not talking about the Batman. Um, <laughs> and, and here's the thing though, in the Batman, the narration is done by Robert Pattinson, who's playing Bruce Wayne slash the Batman in most film noir films. The narration is by a character who is in the movie. So even though I'm not a huge fan of narration, I am open to it, the idea of it every now and then. And if it works, cool. But what I really don't like is when there's narration in a movie and you don't know who's narrating. And I'm not talking about, I mean, you can look at the credits and see who the narrator is. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about within the context of this fictional uh, story, you know, there's just some person talking over the events. And I'm like, no, you don't get to do that. <laughs> you, you, because 
one of the reasons I, 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 I not a huge fan of narration is it, to me, it's lazy storytelling. It's, it's, it's telling, not showing. You should, in most cases, be able to show your story and have it be understood rather than tell people your story like mm-hmm. that. Um, and <laughs> like, I don't know if people have seen the movie Age of Adeline. That's not a terrible movie. I mean, there's actually things I like about it, but that's a movie that features narration. You don't know who it is. I thought at some point I was waiting, like, okay, who's who's the narrator going to be? We're going to have it revealed. No, you just, it's just some person. <laughs> um, same with this movie. The narrator is just some person, and I' not a fan of that. Also, it, it it's weird, like. This movie, it, the narration, I'm not sure if it at some points is supposed to be humorous because there's like a scene, I think it's toward the middle of the movie, where some things, some things are, unfold, are unfolding on the screen and like there's character dialogue. And then interspersed between the dialogue is the narrator saying exactly what the characters had just said or were about to say. And uh, you're watching that and you're like, ah, oh, okay, that... I guess that's that's supposed to be kind of funny. Um, I guess you know. I'm hoping it's supposed to be funny, but what's what's weird is like um, there's also parts of this movie that I was curious about, like characters and their motivations and their personalities. That I I, I wasn't quite clear on, and in that case, narration might have cleared things up. And here's the deal: I don't. I'm actually a fan of a movie that doesn't explain everything to me, right? I can I can roll with that. Mm-hmm. But what what gets me kind of tripped up is when a movie is explaining things to me, but then leaves other things a little bit loose. That stands out to me more. And what I mean is so for, and this is just not a huge huge deal, but the character of Axel, her her boyfriend throughout most of this. He is a comic book artist. And he draws this character. Is it a badger? Um, I think something like that. Something like that. But it's kind of an adult comic. Like it talks a lot about body parts and stuff. And when he talks about that comic, like there's a dinner table scene where he talks about the comic to some friends, or then he there's a later on there's a scene where he's being interviewed on like I guess Norwegian TV <laughs> about the comic, and he he's very like almost belligerent. About he, he's almost a completely different person. Now, you know, I, I've seen almost a half century of life. I know I've seen a lot of people. I know there's and and, and I could sort of, you know, I know enough to know pe- there's different sides to people, right? And so someone may be one way with some some folks, and then another way with others. So I'm just guessing. Okay, that must be what his deal is here, but. It still still seemed odd because he's not like that in the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Only when he's really talking about his comic book character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a part of me was just like, so what's going on with that? Um, and there was also a part of me like, why isn't the movie explaining this to me? Why isn't, why isn't the nebulous narrator talking about that? Because they talk to you about almost everything else. Up to and including this even character, the one played by Herbert Nordrum, like... When they kind of reintroduce him a little bit later, because um, she does end up going to him <clears throat> um, <laughs> in one of her many bad decisions, I think. But she she goes to him like when we catch up with him, then here comes the narrator again to tell you about even 
and his life he has with his his girlfriend and how he's been feeling with all that and their relationship and i'm just like whoa what like why why is this necessary like or is there another way to do this or okay yeah, I, I agree with you with about the narration. It seemed a little unnecessary. I'd be curious to know what the what the motivation was behind that. Um, that said, it didn't bother me so much. Um, it just does seem unnecessary. And in regards to Axel and his comic book character and his behavior, he says at one point that his art, which he you know calls his his comic book. Um, is kind of is an outlet for certain things, for certain feelings and thoughts. And I, I think the movie is trying to make this point that uh, he's not like that in the rest of his life because his comic book is, is an outlet for those feelings. Um, and I, th- I feel like when he's talking about his, his work, um, some of, you know, that belligerence might come out. Um, I don't know. That's what I kind of interpreted that as, as being. But you're right, it is such a stark contrast, those two scenes where he's talking about his comic book and being interviewed about it. Um, his behavior is so different than, you know, his normal behavior. Um, so I, I don't know, I, I kind of found that interesting, less of a less of a flaw, I guess. But Yeah. The scene where she breaks up with him, mm. it's just devastating. Yeah. And that's really where I kind of started to turn against her. Like... It's interesting. So the other movie we're talking about this week is Red Rocket. Um, and, you know, you could argue two more different movies that could not be. But, yeah, I sort of find uh, the character of Julie and then the character Simon Rex plays in Red Rocket to be very similar. And that they are, um, I feel like just devastation lies in their wake <laughs> to anyone they know. Um, and, 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 and neither character... Um, has any kind of arc in the, in their films and in, in either film. And, um, you know, you could argue, folks can argue a lot about what they what they want or need from a movie or characters in a movie. Some folks don't require an arc. Um, or, or some folks like it when, you know, the movies kind of deviate from the norm of what we expect from films or what, you know, the template is for a movie. And I can too, but I don't know. It's just like she kind of Julie in this movie just kind of bumbles along and and just I mean so she 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 breaks up with with Axel after she has that scene where everyone is frozen except her well, who what who becomes her new boyfriend. That's another question I have is and is as unclear is was that real or was that just in her mind that whole part anyway. Um, she breaks up with Axel and, 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 uh, Anders Danielson Lee carries that whole scene where, you know, they're in the process of breaking up. It's a, it's actually a really good scene, but I really started to not like her and I really started to feel bad for him. Although you can argue they probably never should have been together in the first place. And his character in the beginning (laughs) tells her that this is probably not a great idea for them to be together. Um, but anyway, um, but then she goes and stays with Evan uh, and her new boyfriend because he breaks up with his girlfriend. And and then she ends up being really cruel to him, like just the things that she says. And he even says, he's like, that's very hurtful 
you know, like what you say to me and everything. And I'm just like, this is a terrible person. Uh, and, you know, I, I know there's, there's people who have multiple facets to them, right? They're, they, they, um, you know, you can't judge someone by just one particular aspect, but there's so many things going on with her where she is not a good person. And I, one thing I will say too, I was telling somebody about this um, after I watched it and they hadn't heard of it and they were curious about it. So they watched the trailer and, and they were like, um, so they said something along the lines of, you know, I'm not sure what, you know, they, they thought that it could be, it could make for an interesting story to be about a woman who's not sure of herself or what she wants to be. Right. Uh, or feeling like, I think she even says at one point, she feels like a spectator in her own life. And this person I was talking to said, oh, that, that could be it's just a story in and of itself. I don't know why they had to bring in, you know, adding relationships to it. Could you know Because they saw in the trailer there were relationships. And they're like, oh, that could just kind of muddy the waters. And my whole thing is like, well, but that's to me sort of the, the point here or is is we don't live in a vacuum, you know? unless you suffer from agoraphobia and like just live in your apartment and, and, and don't leave. Um, and even then you can interact with people on the internet. The whole point is we, we don't live in vacuums. We, we interact with people. We are part of uh, humanity. So it's fine if you're not sure who you are and you need to find yourself or experiment or try different things, but you, we, you often do that with other people involved in some capacity and really need to be careful about how you treat them. Right. And a lot of times people aren't and it's damaging and it leaves, like I said, it leaves devastation in your wake. And I feel like that's her. And you could say, well, yeah, you know, but that's realistic and that's life and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but do I want to watch that? I mean, I know. I, I believe me. I, I know about people who are like that, uh, and and um, people who don't do the right things. Um, and it, it's even like in one of the last, I think maybe the last chapter before we get to the epilogue, um, where a Axel is dying, and one of his friends says, "Hey, he's going to die tonight. Probably he's not going to see the morning. It'd be really cool if you were here with him. We're all kind of gathered around." And instead. She goes off and goes by herself and just watches the sunrise or something. And I don't know, maybe that was supposed to be moving. But I don't know. I just thought to myself, like, wow, even, even in this, you're being selfish. And you're just kind of doing what is more comfortable for you. Um, because... You know, and I will say that struck a struck a nerve. I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be honest here for a moment, maybe too honest. But Axel gets a, a pancreatic pancreatic cancer diagnosis. My father got a pancreatic cancer diagnosis. He died when I was 21, and I couldn't bring myself to visit him the last month or so he was around, um, even though I, I was asked to come visit. And I'll be honest with you, it's, you know, one of the biggest regrets of my life. If uh, anyone were to ask me if they were in the same boat, like, what should I do? I'd be like, you need to go be there for this person. If you consider this person a loved one, you need to bite the bullet and go there. Um, the fact that she didn't, I was watching that and that, that actually made me angry when she did that. And then we get this stupid little epilogue which is apparently sad because I was wondering when did they film this? This epilogue takes place obviously during COVID because everyone's masked up and stuff. And 
she's decided apparently to pursue this photography ideal. She has all these different things that she wants to do, but she decided to become a photographer and even has thankfully broken up with her. And you see him with a new woman in his life and a baby and boom, roll credits. And I'm just like, what What was the point of this? Why did I watch this person who was, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike this character for not knowing what she wants to do with her life. I mean, we can all relate to that in some level or, you know, at some point, you know, maybe even now, <laughs> who knows, but at some point we can relate to not knowing what we want to do with our lives. Uh, that's fine. But the fact that she just is so awful <laughs> to so many people in the process of trying to figure herself out. I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care for that at all. Yeah, I guess I'm a little more forgiving of her character. I feel like she she is she does say some hurtful things. She does um she does some hurtful things. Um and and we see those I you know this this movie takes place over the course of is it 3 years? 3 or 4, yeah. 3 or 4 years. So, you know, over 3 and 4 years we see her do a handful of of not good things. I mean, People do bad things sometimes. People say hurtful things sometimes. Um, it's part of, you know, being human. It's part of growing up. Um, so I'm, I'm a little more forgiving. And I think that's, again... She's 30 years old. I, I know. Even when you're 30, you, you make bad decisions. Um, so I think that the point of this movie is just, to, is just showing that. It's just... That's what this movie is. And you're right. She should have gone to his bedside when he's dying. Um, she made the wrong decision. Doesn't mean she's a horrible person. It means she made the wrong decision. And it evoked an emotion in you. And that's the point of the movie. <laughs> that's the point of the movie. So in, in, in on that level, it worked. Um, was it pleasant? No. <laughs> It wasn't pleasant, but there it is. <laughs> there it is. This this is Oscar nominated uh, for uh, best international feature film. It's probably going to be Drive My Car that's going to win that. But please, please God, do not let it be this movie. Um, so yeah, that is the worst person in the world. Uh, what would you give this out of ten? Um, I'll give it a seven and a half. Okay, I give it a six point two. Our score is a 6.9. We already gave the tomato meter score earlier, so thank you for listening. Thank you. Don't they know it's the end of the world Cause you don't love me anymore Why do the birds go on singing Why? Stars glow.